0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again,
1: it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Kieran, the good-looking Australian secretary, gets
0: possessed by the bad guy, and if you didn't want to know that, then yeah. you shouldn't be listening to this show that is coming through your earbuds right now because that is a spoiler.
1: Yeah, and I really didn't want to know that, and I never want to know that again. Too bad, you don't get to choose. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Potential Spoilers. Obviously this week, if you read the titles, we're talking about the upcoming Ghostbusters sequel. Yes. It's actually a sequel, not a remake. Not yeah, a sequel yeah. to the twenty sixteen a- movie, that's for sure. An
0: official sequel.
1: Yeah, to the original Ghostbusters. So This is Ghostbusters Afterlife. And so, if you've never heard one of our shows before, what we do is we look at a trailer, we break down everything in it, and basically all of the marketing material for an upcoming blockbuster movie, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Yeah, that's right. And this week, I've got to say, was uh, a huge challenge for me, because there's only one trailer out for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it shows nothing. And it's very vague. I don't even think it really shows a ghost in it. There's like a few suggestions of a ghost.
0: We get some smoke. Yeah. Some sort of like energy pulsing. Green
1: vapor. But yeah, that's about it. But that's really about it. We don't
0: really see a lot of what we know is in the Ghostbusters universe, you know, nothing Nothing really familiar.
1: And if you're not familiar with the Ghostbusters universe, the original movie came out in 1984 and it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and directed by Ivan Reitman. And believe it or not, the idea came to Dan Aykroyd because he actually believed in ghosts yep. and was researching ghosts at the time, what he believed to be fact.
0: Yeah, this is real to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that's right. A lot right. of
1: the stuff that's in this film. Basically, all the science that they say behind the ghosts is stuff that Dan Aykroyd actually believes I I believe that Harold Ramis also believed in ghosts, but I I just presume that he was just humoring Dan (laughs) Aykroyd. That's always my assumption.
0: Yeah. Well, Dan Aykroyd had sex with a ghost. That's what he claims.
1: (laughs) In the movie? In real life. Oh, really? Yes. I had no idea he was claiming that. So, that that scene in the movie
0: is based on an experience he had. Well, that
1: dream scene in the movie is is based on an experience he had. And I swear that was only in the movie so that they could put it in the trailer so that they could make out the movie to be more raw to Yeah, that
0: that wasn't like a montage.
1: Yeah. It was in a montage and it wasn't even real. It was a dream sequence. So, but yeah, they just wanted to sell the movie as like a crazy sex comedy because that was what was big at the time. But obviously the movie that we got was way more family friendly. Uh, of course, it was followed up by a sequel, an ill-fated sequel in 1989, Ghostbusters 2, where the Ghostbusters teamed up to fight a painting. Yeah. How exciting. And some slime.
0: And some slime. That terrified me as a child. I yeah. no
1: Terrified you. Yes, it, it certainly Traumatic. did. Traumatic. We'll get into our histories in a sec. But of course, there was a planned Ghostbusters 3. This was obviously while. Ghostbusters 2 was in development, they were like, oh, let's do a trilogy, and it was going to be called Ghostbusters 3 Hellbent, yeah. the idea was that the Ghostbusters were going to go to like a hellish version of Manhattan and fight the devil, <laughs> but obviously that didn't happen because none of the cast wanted to come back. That would have been terrible. Dan Aykroyd was the only one who was actually keen.
0: There was a lot of infighting as well, wasn't there? What, yeah, that's They right. wanted the story to be in a lot of different directions that it was being pulled in.
1: Yeah, and then obviously, because Ghostbusters 2 was a huge failure, they just weren't really motivated to keep doing the movies. Mm. Of course, that was followed up by the real Ghostbusters cartoon, because there was actually a Ghostbusters cartoon, I believe, in the 60s, which involved like a gorilla and a group of guys hanging around in, a, in an old-fashioned car. They had a gorilla? Not in the actual ghost, but this is in the 60s, before any of the oh. Dan Aykroyd movies were written. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. They were like paranormal investigators. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, they were hanging around looking for ghosts. It was very wacky, and so they had to call their cartoon the real Ghostbusters, because the Ghostbusters was already taken and copyrighted. All right. All right. And, yeah, so the Ghostbusters cartoon was just like the continuing adventures of our ghostbusters and then it was followed up in the 90s by the extreme ghostbusters which was a different team of ghostbusters i think there was a guy in a wheelchair i remember there was a woman as well uh, i didn't really like that series i don't remember i why. remember
0: little bits and pieces of it it's all it's all somewhere in the and because it
1: life. was the 90s it had to be extreme because everything <laughs> was extreme in the everything 90s. Everything was extreme everything had to be rocket power i suppose So I'm so glad that that fad is gone, but I don't even know what fad is cycling through children's entertainment these days. Uh, And of course, there's been some Ghostbusters video game adaptions as well. There is over 20 Ghostbusters video games. Did you know that many? No, I did not.
0: I played one on the Omega that was really, really hard. Yeah, one of I the think there was games. at least
1: five on Omega. But yeah, I remember there was there was always, you know, pixelated, blocky men <laughs> zapping ghosts in the air. And I think there was like platformers as well You were yeah. running through haunted houses. Or I might be thinking of the Addams Family video game. What a great video game. But of course, the most notable Ghostbusters video game was Ghostbusters The Video Game, which came out in 2009, which used the script elements from the unused Ghostbusters 3 script.
0: Yeah, it's like the unofficial
1: but official
0: third movie. Yeah.
1: And it's actually pretty decent I don't know if you've played it maybe, I haven't played
0: it But I've heard a lot of good things about yeah, it Yeah,
1: it's actually fairly decent I mean, it does retread that first movie a lot But the idea is that There's been like a reemergence of the Gozer cult So that's why they're revisiting it Cool. It might be something they explore in Ghostbusters Afterlife Maybe And of course, that brings us to The controversial Ghostbusters 2016 That's right If everybody remembers that movie It's actually now been renamed to Ghostbusters Answer the Call Oh, really? That's right, and this was directed by Paul Feig. Starring- Ghostbusters, A New
0: Hope. <laughs> yes,
1: it was starring Melissa McCarthy and some other people, Leslie Jones.
0: Mm. And it was not beloved
1: no. as much as the original. No, it certainly was not. Again, we can get into your thoughts upon it, I suppose, in the history, because I know yeah, you sure. definitely have controversial opinions <laughs> on it. I, yeah. think I probably have controversial opinions on it too, mm. but the controversy didn't start when the movie was released. As soon as they announced that they were remaking Ghostbusters, before anything was even said yeah. about the movie, people were like, no, you can't remake Ghostbusters. Like, you're just going to shit all over our childhood memories. So essentially, the movie was doomed from the start. And then when they announced that it was an all female cast,
0: then uh, then a certain demographic yes, of the internet came out. A certain
1: neck bearded demographic got all riled up and upset. What? You you're can't like, do that. Not only are you pissing all over the legacy of the classic Ghostbusters, but you're making up women? What are you next? Are you going to let them vote and drive? <laughs> What's going on here? And so, again, Doom from the start. And then the trailer came out, and it was quickly the most disliked video on YouTube. I think it might have been outdone by, I don't know, something well, these days. Well, a lot days. of people
0: boycotted this movie, so... That's right. I feel a lot of people hated it, but never saw it.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, people actively didn't go and see the movie. And, of course, the movie flopped. It didn't do well in the box office at all. Yeah, because no one it, went and saw it. It had a budget of $350 million. I think 120 of it was just on the movie. The rest was on marketing. And boy, oh boy, did they market the shit out of that movie. If you remember, there was video games. There was there was an ill-fated trip to a children's hospital. <laughs> they got the cast to, go, to dress up as the Ghostbusters and go to a children's hospital. Why was that ill-fated? Because... <laughs> There's just all these like gaunt and like near death looking children, and the Ghostbusters are like posing with huge smiles and like wacky expressions. You can look it up; just look up okay. Ghostbusters 2016 guess, Children's like, that, Hospital.
0: A lot of a lot of like actors and and like because I know Johnny Depp does that as well yeah. as Jack Sparrow, and then um, Tom Holland does that as Spider Man.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the sentiment is really noble, but <laughs> the photo op was just really <laughs> didn't, unfortunate. Didn't go well. Okay. Look into that. So yes. Yeah. So. They actually planned a sequel to that movie in the lead up to it. Paul Feig was like, Yep, there's definitely going to be a sequel to this well, movie. I feel we're like going to do were, a full franchise. It was
0: going to, yeah, it was rebooting the franchise, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. But of course, as soon as the movie was released, the sequel was instantly canceled. And for good reason. So, <laughs> so you think? Yes. Yeah, so let's get straight into our histories sure. of Ghostbusters. I want to know everything, Matty D. What is your history with the full Ghostbusters I mean, you, you series? Know my and history. let's keep it brief because I feel like we've talked. We're going to talk a lot here. about
0: Ghostbusters very soon, but um, you know my history. Uh, but for those do. who don't, I pretty much watched the first Ghostbuster movie. I watched was the second one. Believe yep. it or not, it terrified me as a child. But I loved it. I was like, this is really cool. And then I wanted to watch the second movie because I heard there was a man made of marshmallow that comes and attacks them. Well, the summer. first movie. The first movie, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I went back and watched the first movie, an old VHR tape. VHS. That I rented it. I don't out. know what a VHR is. VHS. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, I went and rented it at a movie store. Watched that. Watched those two movies so many times as a kid. Thought they were really, yeah. really cool. Loved it. Then we did a podcast where we revisited the first movie. Yeah, that's
1: right. We keep saying that Best Movie Quest is still available on iTunes. I've actually confirmed that it isn't still available, but I'll probably make it available again one day in the future if I can find a reasonable means to. Because I want our audience to go back and and listen to our old history with some of these movies that we discuss.
0: So I suppose when I was less than 10 years old, when I was quite young, I really liked these movies. Never watched them since. Watched the first movie again for our podcast Best and, movie quest, yep. And rediscovered how good that movie was and Oh really? Yeah. And how much of it deserves to be a classic. And then the uh 2016 movie came out. Yep. And I reserved all judgments for that. I was like, I'm getting staying out of all this controversy yeah. and whatnot until I go see the movie. And I went and saw the movie and I enjoyed it. And I would be one of the only people to enjoy it. And I have no idea why people are so adamantly hating it. I thought it was
1: Well, you saw it with somebody else who also enjoyed the movie, right? So maybe the energy was just infectious. (laughs) Like you both had a good time. You both enjoyed yourselves, and therefore, like you know, well, what, I, what could have been a mediocre experience I, was a- I don't ascended.
0: I, I think Ghostbusters, in its being, is a bunch of SNL actors, of course, screwing around with ghosts. And the Ghostbusters three or Ghostbusters, whatever they're calling it, two thousand sixteen, answer the call was just that. And I enjoyed it. I thought Chris Hemsworth was really good. I not, was not really a fan of M- Melissa McCarthy before that, but I thought <laughs> she was incessant like, wanton jokes. She was. Uh, <laughs> I thought she was funny. I thought that cast was good, and. And I liked it. I liked that go. movie. I, I didn't think it deserved the hate that it got.
1: So you went in with an open mind and you were pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. What's okay. your history?
1: <laughs> so you never played any, or you did say that you played some of the video games. Yeah.
0: Every video game of the Ghostbusters I played were like super hard. Yeah. They're super
1: hard games. Yeah. Old games are always really hard. And the, and the TV new ones show as were well.
0: hard as well. Oh, yeah. I did watch the TV show as well a little bit of TV that.
1: shows? Did you watch both of them? Uh,
0: Yeah, I I can't. Yeah, I think I I remember the guy in the wheelchair, so I must have watched the second one. Extreme Ghostbusters, Mm. yeah.
1: So, my history with the Ghostbusters I I mean, I grew up watching those first two movies, really enjoyed them as a child. Uh, I watched a bit of the cartoon, but I found it a bit too scary (laughs) because there was a particular episode where Egon turned into a witch. And he could open door locks with his fingernails, and that really frightened me. So I couldn't watch too much of that show as a child, because it was just, to me, scarier than the actual movie. And I've never played any of the video games. Uh, I think I saw a little bit of the 2009 video game, and I thought it was entertaining, but didn't grab me enough to actually go out and play it. Of course, when uh, the 2016 movie rolled around, I was sort of against the idea of them remaking it from the start. I didn't hate the fact that it was an all-female cast. I thought that was fine. But I compared it to remaking something like Back to the Future or Indiana Jones. Just something from my childhood that I enjoyed that I didn't really want to see redone. So I guess I had a negative outlook on the movie from the start.
0: So you had already made your opinion before you went and watched the movie. Go on.
1: yeah. And then I went and watched the movie, and I was actually pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, because I thought those initial trailers were really bad. The trailers were pretty bad. Yeah, but they actually went back and edited out a lot of the more, I guess what they'd call controversial jokes from the movie, the things that they thought would be pushing it too far. But what they ended up with was, I I just thought was pretty bland and generic. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it, but I didn't hate it. So it was just pretty forgettable. But I did especially hate Chris Hemsworth in the movie which is <laughs> Why? It's funny because she loved him <laughs> I thought he was so bad, and I think he's really ill-placed in comedy movies, and uh, Men in Black International <laughs> just further cemented that he's just really bad when he isn't being written to be funny.
0: Uh, I don't know. I thought he was good in it.
1: but, but uh, that's, I can't, that's what I we can't, bring to the uh, show, different opinions.
0: I can't argue against, against uh, Men in Black International.
1: No, I don't think anybody can, and I'm surprised that you're so for 2016, but you know, there were plenty of people who liked it as well. I thought
0: it was a fun movie, but to me, like... I don't know why people were so precious over the Ghostbusters yeah. movie. It was it's a just it's Ghostbusters, you know. Yeah. They're not going back and remaking Citizen Kane like
1: And the original Ghostbusters movie still exists. It's not yeah. like they say so you cannot watch that original one anymore. You have to watch I 2016. I don't know. I was really
0: shocked by People's like how protective people were over the Ghostbusters movie. It's like get over it. It's it's yeah exactly. It's a bunch of SNL actors going out and fighting ghosts ghosts in a really corny storyline, and it's supposed to be fun, and it's not supposed to be. And it's supposed to be corny, yeah. So uh, take your fedora off.
1: Yes. Step away from the keyboard and calm the fuck down. People just need to pick their battles, but we know that you know people are just going to get upset about the silliest thing. But people don't really seem to be upset about this upcoming movie. There's no real controversy. I know, right?
0: No, none.
1: People, People just yeah, either don't really care. Or they're just like I'm over complaining about Ghostbusters Ghostbusters is dead to me When this
0: movie comes out Because we don't have any idea Might be pushed back
1: It's back I think it's all the way Mid 2021 now Yeah, it's going to be a long time before we can revisit this thing. And I'm
0: sure the closer it gets to the movie, the more information will be coming out about it. So at this stage, there's very, 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 very little.
1: But I was reading the comments on the YouTube video. Oh, really? And people all over, just every single comment was, this was a hundred times better than Ghostbusters 2016, and the movie hasn't even come out yet. Oh, God. So, yeah, people are just, yeah, I guess they're (laughs) just (laughs) not offended by (laughs) it. Alright right, fair fair enough. Let's really dive Um, into the movie. But
0: I guess we can put our money where our mouth is, right? Because now we're going to try to make a. Better Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Well, I like 2016, but make a good Ghostbusters movie. I guess yeah,
1: the sequel that never was. Yeah, because this is, as we've said before, an official sequel to those previous two Ghostbusters movies. I'm imagining that they won't reflect too much on Ghostbusters 2 because that movie was a real turkey. I'll tell you that. But Jesus, yeah, people definitely way worse. How than unpopular 2016. that one was. Yeah.
0: People here, that gets a pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently so.
0: But I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I rewatched it after after we did the podcast on it originally, but and it was not good. But at the time I thought it was I thought it was fun. Yes.
1: So this movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, last week I suggested that it was called that because the franchise had died. <laughs> it was <had> come <laughs> back as a ghost. Uh, Appropriately enough But yes, it's being directed by Jason Reitman The son of Ivan Reitman The genius The genius Ivan Reitman (laughs) I just stole your joke (laughs) No one's going to get that joke
0: I was talking to Ivan Reitman Who is fantastic Uh, A genius (laughs) And yeah
1: But anyway, so Jason Reitman has actually directed a whole bunch of notable movies, including Thank You for Smoking, which is a great movie. That's a great one, yeah. I suggest everyone watch it. And Juno, that was actually I love him. Juno. So you can already see like his style of comedy, I suppose, compared to Paul Feig or even Harold Ramis in the original movies. I'd probably hazard a guess that he is closer in tone and style to those original Ghostbusters movie, and I guess that's what they're going for. I mean, his father did direct it. so No, or was, was he the producer? I can't remember. No, he was the director. Yeah, Ivan Reitman, the genius, was the director of the original. But yes, so Jason Reitman has actually said about this movie, I want to hand the franchise back to the fans. So oh, okay. This isn't a movie for me. I'm not doing it for Jason Reitman. <laughs> I'm doing it for the fans, for you.
0: Right. And then the fans will get angry and then I'll have to change Sonic to make him look yes. like the cartoon.
1: Is that was yes. that what's gonna happen? That's probably what's That's gonna happen. That's interesting.
0: Handing it back to the fans. Oh well, that, that could be fun. Yeah. I see. It could work, might not work. We'll see. There's a lot of nostalgia in this trailer already, which is yes. very exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's getting a lot of people really excited. And, I did uh, note that in the YouTube comments.
0: And a lot of old cast members are coming back as well. That's right.
1: I'm very surprised. We'll get into who's in the movie in a sec, but what do we know about Ghostbusters Afterlife so far?
0: Well, as we said, we have one trailer yes. at the moment. That's all I could find find. And we know we've got a few actors in it, but really, we don't actually see anything to do with the Ghostbusters. We see the the truck, the the van thing, but we don't see... The
1: Ecto-1. It's an ambulance, actually.
0: Yeah, but we don't see... It's in a it's in a small town. It's set in a small town, it's yeah. not man rural town. Um, it's very Stranger Things esque. Yes, we don't see our old Ghostbusters like cast members. N- none of that. We don't even see any ghosts. No. So it really reminded me of the Star Trek trailer. You remember right. when they rebooted Star yeah, Trek, yeah, yeah. and it looked nothing like Star Trek. And I think they're going for a, a similar vibe. It's like,
1: yeah, I definitely say you so. You know, Really changing the pace. Yeah. But I think they're just going to go back and it's going to be very nostalgic. Yes. And it's going to be hearkening back to those original two movies, I yeah. think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well,
0: Paul Rudd's character is like bringing up old videos of the original Ghostbusters. So in this universe, you know, there were like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Much so like it's, the movies It's one. in the same universe And they actually say In the trailer Which I thought was funny That there hasn't been A ghost sighting For 30 years Well the movie's been delayed So they might change it To 31 years That's yeah. really funny Because it's basically saying Oh yeah Ghostbusters 2016 Never <laughs> happened That's in a different universe Yeah And I just want to point out As well I think this is important Jason Reitman is actually A fan of the 2016 Ghostbusters
0: A lot of uh, Like Dan Aykroyd is Um yeah. A lot like well, Bill was Murray he was in the movie Bill Murray so is um, Yeah a lot of people were
1: Yeah a lot of the original cast Were fine with that movie And yeah Jason says I don't wanna shit on the legacy of Paul Feig's movie it's fine to exist in its own universe but this movie is really very much for the fans yeah. And so, there is actually an official description from the Ghostbusters website, and it says, In Ghostbusters Afterlife, when a single mum and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind.
0: And Ooh. who is their grandfather? I guess we'll, yeah, we'll find out. I we'll think we'll it's pretty clear. Debate. but yeah,
1: It is very clear. I think they explicitly <laughs> pointed out in the trailer. Since
0: one of the children have like glasses. Yes. <laughs> that exactly.
1: And let's get glasses. to that child right now. Let's talk about who's in the movie. So... Playing the character of Phoebe, that little girl with the glasses, is McKenna Grace, and she's amazing. Who amazing we've like talked about, young actress. Yes, she is. We've talked about her being the it actress at the moment. She, of course, was young Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel, but we didn't know she was going to be in that movie back when we talked about it. Uh, she played young Itonia in Itonia. She was great in that movie, and she played Jenny in Your Forest Gump plot, if she you did. remember. Yes, she did. Which I actually cast in that role. <laughs> Because I said, yeah, she's the main child actor of the time. And of course, when you don't have McKenna Grace in a movie as a child actor, you have to have Finn Wolfhard in a movie. because He's he's, huge. He's the male It child actor at the moment. Literally the It child actor, because he was in It, chapter one and two. (laughs) That's right. Now, of course, we've talked about him before in the Adams Family cartoon movie that we discussed a while back, and he was also Gohan in your, my movie, in your Dragon Ball Z plot.
0: I got such good casting; all these actors oh are coming into these big movies.
1: Awkward, gangly, teenage, spotty-faced Gohan <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but yeah, listen to that episode if you want to explore the controversy of that. <laughs> Ten-year-old Gohan, yes, of course. Playing their mum, uh, Callie is. Oh, by the way, Finn Wolfhard is playing a character called Trevor. Mm-hmm. And their mum, Callie, is played by Carrie Coon, confusingly enough, because I really wanted to call her Carrie in the movie, but it's Callie. Mm. I'm a big fan of Carrie Coon. She was the main character in Fargo Season 3, and she was really good in that. And she was also, believe it or not, she was in a movie that we've discussed before. She was Proxima Midnight in both Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. If you remember, she was like the evil demon lady that was like the minion of Thanos in that movie. Oh, okay. With the half blue face. She was wasted in that movie.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Such a nothing
1: character and really didn't really have that much impact. She was such a great actor. Yeah. I really feel like that was just such a waste in that movie. But you know, my opinions on that movie are my opinions. (laughs) Next up, someone who was also in Avengers Endgame, Paul Rudd. Ant-Man himself. Yes! Playing Mr. Gruberson. Is it is it Gruberson? Because yeah, I thought it was Guberman. No, it's Gruberson. G- he's got a groove to him. Gruber, not Groover. Is there an R Gruber. in there? There's two R's. <laughs> okay. I can see this is going to be difficult for Manny <laughs> D when he discusses him. But yeah, no first name, so he could be... He could be a returning character. Who knows? We'll discuss it. Uh, And then, of course, we've got our original Ghostbusters in this movie, which I'm very surprised at. So, of course, returning as Dr. Peter Venkman is Bill Murray, and Dr. Ray Stantz is Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson as Winston Zeddemore, and Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett. I didn't really work Sigoni Weaver too much into my plot. I was just really sort of offhandedly <laughs>
0: She's just there.
1: referencing the Ghostbusters well, we before we we'll get into it. We
0: don't know if they're going to be in a flashback because no. we do see a video of them yeah. on the like a past f- footage of yeah, them exactly. ghostbusting. So that could be their only cameo. They could be voiceovers. Um yeah. who knows what they're going to be in this movie.
1: And in that same vein, returning They could as be ghosts. Janine Melnitz, they could be. Is Annie Potts, who we discussed? Last week in our revisit of Toy Story 4 We did, that little teaser All the old gang is back But yeah, I don't know what capacity Well, I've actually predicted in what capacity they'll be back But to me, just throwing out an early prediction I don't think they'll play a huge role in the movie I think they'll just be there as references Sort of like how they were in the 2016 right. Ghostbusters movie Which
0: I loved their cameos in the 2016
1: Yeah, I th- that was the best part of that movie in my opinion Anyway, let's get straight into our plots I'm going first, don't argue with me, Matty D Oh, why do you want to go first? Because you went first last time Okay, fair enough Fair enough <laughs> It's just only fair We've discussed this a little bit already But I think the movie will very much have a Stranger Things vibe So we're going to see yes. teen romances Slightly edgy content And overall 80s nostalgia Yeah, 80s nostalgia Of course, it's a Ghostbusters movie And of course, the kids have to save the day So it's not up to the adults It's up to the kids That's very much the Stranger Things formula So yeah, I think we're going to see that here So, I think the movie will open with a cold open <gasps> A cold open. No flashbacks here around. I've, I've said this in the past, and I've been wrong, but no, <laughs> this one definitely has a cold open. It's the middle of the night. It's a starry, starry night, and we have a teen couple who are smooching near an abandoned mine shaft. Ooh, okay, I know you are going. So with they're getting this. In a bit hot and heavy. Nothing too explicit. And the girl claims that the mine shaft is haunted, but the boy says that he ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> He'll protect her. He's tough, right? He's got yeah. his uh he's got his football jacket on. Yeah, that's right. His Letterman jacket. But their smooching is interrupted by an actual ghost that pops out of the mineshaft. But we don't really get a good look at it. So Does
0: he kind of look like John we Belushi? Don't, we
1: don't get a look at it. No. Okay. You're saying that it might be Slimer. Yes. It could be Slimer. But no, I'm saying like we'll see the light, we'll hear the sound, they'll scream and react but it's sort of like the librarian da 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 yeah, da. sort of like the librarian in that original movie if you remember we don't see the librarian yes. ghost but yep. we see the the living librarian react to it we see her scream and run away so that's what we're going to see here with these teenagers and then we'll go bam into a new updated version of the classic theme song
0: are we going to update the theme song? Are yeah. We? Is it going to be techno? Is it going to.
1: Mm, no, I think it's just going to be like a re recording of it. Okay. So, someone else. Maybe they'll actually get Huey Lewis to actually do the theme song <laughs> this time around. <laughs> he can finally put it to bed. Well, he owns the rights to the theme song. He does. So, he could well do it. Yeah. That would be amazing if that they did. That would be good. But no, I don't think they'll do that. So, then after these opening credits, we'll be introduced to our main characters, the Spengler family. No surprises oh there. Oh my God, I'm so shocked. Callie, Trevor and Phoebe, and they live in New York City. Now, I struggled a little bit with what the deal with their father is, but I actually eventually settled on that their father has died. No, he's not going to come back as a ghost or maybe he will. Maybe he will. But yeah, The, the father died a year or so ago. I initially thought that they'd had a messy divorce. And that the mother would, like, the, the kids go by her maiden name. So, yes. the father's father was Egon Spengler. And then they have a divorce. They change their surname to Kelly's maiden name. So, we don't know initially that they're Spenglers. Yeah. But then I thought, well, if there's a divorce, how would they end up with the house? Surely... Egon left it to his son And then if the son is divorced Then surely he has the rights to the house and not the family So yeah. I was just like, it's just cleaner if he's dead yep. He's dead, they keep the same surname Much cleaner that way Maybe we just won't know their surname straight away But I think it's pretty obvious from McKenna Grace's glasses <laughs> and dark hair Who they're related to So Callie doesn't make enough in her job To afford to continue living in New York So they move out to a country home Which I just mentioned Left to the family by their late grandfather Egon now, Egon had moved there when he retired, but the house has been abandoned for years since he died. Maybe he'll turn up as a ghost. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. And I think the kids will be unhappy to leave their life in New York City. They're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to start a new school, I'm gonna have to make new friends, that'll suck. So the Spengler family arrives at the rundown farmhouse, and Trevor will joke that it's probably haunted <laughs> by the ghost of Egon. Yeah, yeah. And as they settle in <laughs>
0: Stop that. <laughs>
1: As they settle in, the farmhouse is shook by a violent earthquake and the family takes cover under the kitchen table like we see in the trailer. Yep. Meanwhile, the cranky owner of a hardware shop also experiences the earthquake but acts as though this has become a regular occurrence. So, he's Hardware like, store? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I misinterpreted something in the trailer, but this is what I'm saying. It's a hardware store. Right. right. Maybe it's a general store. I'm just going to say Are hardware store. Are there keys stores, on though. the wall? Yeah. He, cut, he offers a key cutting yeah. business on the side like <laughs> most hardware stores actually do. He says, oh, geez, not another one of these earthquakes because they've been going on fairly recently. But once the quake settles, the store owner hears that someone else is in the store, even though it's closed and after hours. Okay. Ooh, who could this be? Thinking it's an intruder, he grabs up a shovel and investigates, but it turns out that a ghost is in the store. So he goes to attack it with a shovel, but obviously- Just goes straight through. Yep. And he freaks out, runs away. Shouting to everybody about the ghost, maybe he'll go to the police and say, "There's a ghost in my hardware store," but nobody believes him. Even oh. though we've established in this universe, old that, man, crazy that, Peterson, that ghosts are definitely real. Even though in the second movie, they suddenly don't believe in ghosts anymore. I Do you mean, remember it's that? It's just something that happens. You know, they
0: don't. Yeah. No one believes in ghosts. They all. It only they takes, all forget.
1: It only takes them four years to forget. So after thirty years, they'll definitely forget. So the next day, Trevor and Phoebe start their first day at a new school. And Phoebe takes an immediate liking to her friendly science teacher, Mr. Gruberson, and also makes friends with fellow nerd Logan. I just called him Logan because that's the actor's (laughs) name. That's the
0: actor's name. If I had
1: to guess, I'd say that his name is Alex because that's always like the default child name. Okay. I probably couldn't come up with a better name than that, but just for the sake of convenience and so you know who I'm talking about, I'm just going to call him Logan for the rest of the plot. Fair enough. So Mr. Gruberson explains to the science class that there's no volcanic or tectonic activity anywhere near the area. So the cause of the recent earthquakes is a mystery. Uh, Just a little offhanded prediction here. I think that Phoebe will have to contend with a stereotypical high school bully but she's able to use her brains, her smarts, to outwit him.
0: Now that's the school bully thing is not something they do in movies anymore. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, I've noticed it. Like, all schools are it happens like, in Stranger happen Things, though. I guess it does. That's yeah. very much an eighties trope. Yeah, so that's an eighties trope.
1: I can guarantee you they'll probably do it here. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah, this is just what I'm predicting. So Trevor meets with a girl called Celeste again. This is Celeste. Celeste Connors.
0: is her the actor's name. Yeah,
1: I'm just for the sake of convenience, just going to call her Celeste because. Played by Celeste O'Connor And he meets her through being awkward and weird And instantly forms a crush on her mm. I think this is fairly obvious Well,
0: awkward and weird is the way to get the ladies
1: Yes, that's right and, uh, Isn't it? And good old <laughs> Finn Wolfhard is like He's patented that uh, approach
0: He's like a fashion model now Yeah, I, know I know. what you're talking about
1: Dressing up as Bob Dylan so, <laughs> so yeah, he'll say something stupid to her But she'll find it endearing And we'll also learn that Trevor is a gearhead And he's an amateur mechanic as a hobby
0: that's smart. Okay, I, there you that's go. very there you smart. Go. So
1: they might have like one of those weird classes that they have in the U.S. where they, they work on cars, and you will just show that he's really proficient in that class, just
0: so he can maybe fix up a certain vehicle yes. later on the movie. Ah, yes.
1: oh, that's very clever. So after school, Celeste asks Trevor if he wants to hang out with her and her friends, and Phoebe heads home alone. Trevor, Celeste and her friends drive over to the abandoned mine shaft. Maybe this is where he'll show off his mechanic skills. Like maybe the car will break down or maybe they're like, oh, it won't start. And he's like, give me a sec. Lifts up the hood, turns I'm, into Megan, I'm, I'm Megan Fox fix- from Transformers <laughs> for a second. And then he's just like, yeah, i twist this here, turn this here. Some steam shoots out and I'm it's all at, working. I'm good at fixing things. Yes, exactly. Not relationships. <laughs> anyway, so they drive over to, of all places, the abandoned mine shaft. And along the way, Trevor gives her and us a bunch of exposition about his family history. Great. She's like, "Geez, I didn't ask. <laughs> the audience did. So the kids tell Trevor that the mine was abandoned when the miners had a bad gas leak. But it's actually rumoured that the mine is haunted. We already established at the start of the mm-hmm. movie. So egged on by her friends, Celeste and Trevor sit on the mine elevator. So this is something we see in the trailers. So it's like a dare. Yeah. So there's this elevated platform which is obviously used to to go in and out of the mineshaft because it's a vertical hole straight in the ground, not one of those ones that you walk in sideways. Uh I'm not a miner. I don't know the technical (laughs) terms for this stuff. But yeah, Trevor doesn't want to sit on the elevator at first, but he does it to impress Celeste. Meanwhile, at home, Phoebe's fiddling around with some loose floorboards and discovers a ghost trap, an iconic Ghostbusters ghost trap hidden under the floor. Now we return back to Trevor and Celeste and the two share a moment on the elevator when suddenly another earthquake strikes. Uh, they're almost shaken off the elevated platform, but manage to jump to safety at the last second.
0: And the other kids are kind of around them at
1: the yeah. Stage they're just right? like, "Oh my god, what's happening? You gotta get out of there!" Whoa, radical man. Yeah, extreme. Anyway, so all the kids hear a sound coming from down in the mine, and they're surprised to see a ghostly shape shoot out of it and into the evening sky. So maybe it's just like a scream or like a, a mm. ghostly cackle that mm. they hear, and they look down the mine shaft, and then, we see this in the trailer. Mm. So spooked by this, the kids run back to their car and tear off back home. (laughs) The following day, Phoebe takes the ghost trap to her science class to show Mr. Grubison, who recognizes it as one of the Ghostbusters traps. Whoa, this is radical, man. So Phoebe, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) I'm making this 80s. Well, no, it's the present day. Oh, yeah, but you know. 2021, you know. There's no coronavirus, everything's all G. (laughs) So, Phoebe and Logan haven't heard of the Ghostbusters, so Mr. Grubasom shows them some old videos of them in their heyday on YouTube TM. (laughs) YouTube TM. Or maybe they'll Bing it, because it is a Sony movie. (laughs) Bing video. So, back at home, Phoebe explains to Trevor what she learned about their grandfather. Obviously, Egon. And in turn, Trevor tells Phoebe about the ghostly sighting that he'd had the previous night. So, the two decide to investigate their farm further to see if they can learn anything more about their grandfather and ghosts. Phoebe investigates an old shed near the farmhouse and discovers a fireman's pole that leads down to a hidden basement. In the basement, she finds Egon's collection of mould and spores as well as his old ghostbusting equipment. I love
0: that, I love that.
1: Uh, She finds the PKE meter, which is the ghost detector device from the other movies, and is surprised to find that it still works. Uh, At the same time, Trevor looks inside the collapsed barn and finds the Ghostbusters' famous vehicle, the Ecto-1, rusting away under a tarp. So, Trevor gets to work repairing the Ecto-1, while Phoebe teams up with her friend Logan to investigate the recent ghost appearances. And, and
0: they're doing that because they're connecting that their grandfather was a somebody who dealt with ghosts, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. And they're like, ghosts are definitely a thing, they're definitely back, but we've got to work and out why. Somehow,
0: our grandfather knows how to deal with them. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so, we're exactly. going to try to learn how yeah, to that's deal right. with them ourselves. Gotcha. That's right, that's right. We're the only people who basically have the capabilities to take down these Recently emerged ghosts. So they do the full Stranger Things things. They get on their bike and they travel around the town. And they travel over to the abandoned mine because they're obsessed with going to this abandoned mine in my plot. Oh, don't Um, worry. My (laughs) plot too. And they get the elevator platform working and venture down into the shaft. And inside the mine, Phoebe and Logan discover a giant door and learn that the earthquake... Yes, a big, huge door. I can go with it. Uh, Is there slime? (laughs) Pink slime? No, there's no pink slime in sight. And they learn that the earthquakes are caused by the door opening slightly by a ghostly force, which allows ghosts to slip through one at a time. So, it's another dimension. Yeah, technically. You can see where I'm going with this. Now, this is a huge claim. This is where my plot basically goes to the extreme, the extreme ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So, you're just going to have to go with everything that I Mm -hmm. say here. And I'm not really confident at all that this will Mm -hmm. actually happen in the movie. So, big claim. We learn that a sinister group of scientists are secretly working in the mine. Are they Russian, Kieran? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did steal this from season three of Stranger (laughs) Things. And they are attempting to open the door. And it's underneath a mall. Yes. The scientists are led by a mysterious man who is obsessed with the Goza cult. Ah, uh, I don't have a name for this man. He's just a mysterious shadowy figure. Maybe he's like Keys from uh, E.T., if you remember that character. The man believes that if he opens the door, he can harness the power of Goza and take over the world. Now, the mine was called... I saw this in the trailer by somebody who broke down the trailer. I didn't
0: use it for my plot at oh, all. Oh, really? But what a cheat. It's called the Spangler Mine, which is something that oh, refer really? to in the first movie. Yeah, so maybe your guy is like a relation to Spangler. The guy Maybe it's who the dad the He isn't
1: dead He faked his death To go and yeah. be an evil scientist The the cultist Is it really called The Spengler Mind? Yeah I believe so yeah. Holy shit I didn't even realise that Oh man I could have completely <laughs> Written a better plot Oh well <laughs> Soldiering on through I didn't use it either so. so Phoebe and Logan Are almost caught By the evil scientist But they manage to escape Obligatory By the skin of their teeth The two kids meet back up With Trevor who has managed to get the Ecto-1 running. He had a great scene where he was tearing around some cornfields. So a little
0: bit of montage of him like repairing the vehicle. Yes,
1: it's going to be just like that scene in Footloose where he gets that poke up running. He starts and running. dancing. <laughs> yeah. It is he an goes, 80s. He goes into a warehouse, nostalgia. swings around on a rope that's just there randomly, does some gymnastics. No. So the three of them decide that it's up to them to save the town from the ghosts. So using Phoebe's smarts, they're able to repair the old proton packs and tailor the old uniforms to fit their tiny bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's just like really baggy on them. Yes, before setting out to hunt some ghosts. Uh, Their first attempt to catch a ghost goes badly, leading to a destructive car chase around the town, but they do manage to successfully snare a ghost, and I think this ghost will be Slimer because he's basically no, you have him in there. obligated to be in the movie. Now, this is another big claim, but I think the kids will attempt to track down the original Ghostbusters at this wow, point. Oh,
0: you don't say Kieran, huh?
1: So they'll ring up Janine, and she'll do her standard. Ghostbusters, what do you want? No, no, Ghostbusters aren't a thing anymore, so they'll mm. ring her up, and she's like... Pizza, Not the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Pizza Hut, what do you want? <laughs> Wherever she works now. Pizza Hut is a thing, but the Ghostbusters aren't. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll see that Sigourney Weaver, Dana, is married to Bill Murray. Somehow the relationship worked. Uh, we'll see adult Oscar He's doing his own thing And I think yes. we we'll just have a,
0: a moment Like who, who would be like 31, 32 yeah. yeah, that's right I thought he might have been Paul Rudd But I do, that doesn't he really could make sense He be. could still be yeah. He
1: could still be But yeah, so they're all retired And they're not really interested in catching ghosts But they tell them there's something crazy going on They're like, oh no, that's all been put to bed Don't worry about it So they're not really that helpful at this point So, the evil scientists will make some progress with opening the ghost door, and they manage to release the demon dogs, Zool and Vins, who kill most of the scientists, and uh, I think Zul will possess the lead scientist our evil bad guy he's do you have a casting idea for this
0: guy or not really, not really. Not just really. some no name actor
1: mm, yeah let's just say that mm-hmm. and I think that the other demon dog will possess Mr. Grubison after uh. a comedic chase scene he's
0: going to be the key master
1: yeah basically so he's going to be at the school maybe after hours and then the, the demon dog's going to rock up they're basically going to redo that that scene with Rick Moranis yes. from the original movie so he's going to try to get away in his car but then of course the demon he'll run dog, to
0: a diner rather than a fancy restaurant yeah.
1: the demon dog jumps on his car disables it and yeah, he's possessed. Well, we
0: do see that in the trailer, so or yes. something like that.
1: Yes, yes. So, I don't actually think they'll redo the whole gatekeeper keymaster thing because that would mean that poor old <laughs> Mr. Kruberson and the evil scientist would have to go at it hammer oh, and well, tongs. Maybe, maybe
0: we don't that know that would
1: be funny, but I don't think they'd go there. It's so, it's more so they're possessed and they're doing nefarious things. Uh, So the two possessed men will manage to open the giant door, releasing Goza the Destroyer into the world. And I think that Goza will take the form of something giant and goofy. Of course, they're obliged to do it at this point, but they're not going to redo the Marshmallow Man. But it's going to be something silly and comical. So I think it's going to be something like a a giant teddy bear if I had to throw something out or a giant rabbit or something like that. Oh, okay. Something along the similar line, a As similar vein to the Man. Marshmallow Man, but they just can't do that same thing again. Who yeah, knows? I
0: mean, they did that in the first movie and the second movie, right?
1: Yeah. And then they had a giant logo Ghostbusters in the 2016 movie.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. They did do that.
1: So it's Ghostbusters formula that you have to have something giant and goofy for the big final fight. So yeah, Big Teddy Bear is my big claim, but yeah, who knows what they'll actually do. Maybe it is a giant Bill Murray. <laughs> that would be funny. But yeah, I don't <laughs> yes. think I'll go there. Trevor, Phoebe and Logan realise that they're out of their depth and they're shocked to run into the original Ghostbusters, Ray, Peter and Winston, also joined by Dana and maybe Oscar's there too.
0: (laughs) They're all there. They're all there.
1: They've come out of the retirement. And Egon. Oh, wait. No. (laughs) They've come out of retirement to fight Gozer again. The ghost of Egon turns up. Egon's a ghost that joins them. The old Ghostbusters take on Gozer while the kids work together to close the portal in the mine. Phoebe manages to save the day by using her smarts. She just does some sort of like techno babble or... Maybe she's built a device that she can just chuck into the portal which destroys it. And Gozer is destroyed once and for all. So things return to normal in the little town and the old Ghostbusters pass on the mantle to the kids before returning to retirement. You're the Ghostbusters now. That's right. You're better Ghostbusters than we could ever be. Okay. All those women in the last movie. No. <laughs> Phoebe uses her tech skills to improve the old equipment while Trevor finally gets to have a kissy with Celeste. <laughs> you, and, you and the kiss scenes, yes. man. Yes. Well, that's going to happen, so they're going to have an awkward makeout scene, he's going to use two... Where's Callie? Time. She's just around. <laughs> She's just around. She's being like the typical Stranger Things parent, not really doing that much and just there to cook dinner and clean the house, so okay. really progressive. So all the ghosts that were released still haven't been caught, so our new team of young Ghostbusters team up with a now unpossessed Mr. Gruberson to catch all the ghosts in a sequel that will never happen. <laughs> and you're calling it will never happen? Yep. I don't think this movie is going to do particularly well. Uh, oh wow, that's okay. a big claim. I, I think people were like, yeah, unnecessary sequel. It's better than 2016, <laughs> but it still wasn't great. <laughs> yes, uh, and then that will be the last that we see of these Ghostbusters
0: until they reboot it again.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because Sony has basically said, "Yep, we want Ghostbusters to be a thing. We're going to keep. We didn't get our 2016 sequel, so we've, we've, you know we've done what we presume the fans want. And Ghostbusters is going to be a franchise come hell or high water.
0: Well, we'll see. I guess when the movie yep. comes out,
1: I'm really excited to hear what you have to say now, Maddie D. Yeah,
0: let's go into- it, I can I just say that I really played with the idea that the Ghostbusters were all dead and all ghosts that they had to summon. I really? thought that's what you were going to do, but I guess we didn't. No. But that might be in the movie. Who I knows? I
1: had a really lazy insertion of them.
0: All right, so let's go into what I want. And I'm sorry, guys, we will be going long. Yes. So we start with a cinematic cold open. A mother is mm. waking her adolescent children, hurrying them out the door for a big move. And on her way, she's trying to hide like eviction notices as well right. as phone messages indicating and, that they
1: where Where do they live?
0: I. Didn't really specify. I just said in the city, but I imagine it would be like New York. But we're not going to have a real big vibe of where it will be. It'll just be like a city area to contrast to where they're Maybe Maybe Chicago. Maybe Chicago. But they've fallen on hard times. That's what we're getting the impression of. Right. So Trevor asks his mum. Trevor is the adolescent son. Yep, um, We know who they are why, at this point. Why they must leave. And Callie, who is the mother, says that a change will be good for them and it'll be nice to get out of the busy city. Yeah. Get so, some of that country yeah, air. Yeah. You know, go back to your roots. We have some shots of the beautiful sceneries they drive through the countryside with some Zimmer-esque music and we'll see a massive canyon, which will be the focal point of the movie that they'll drive past.
1: Mm. There's no canyon in my plot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We saw it in the trailer. It's where the mining shaft is. They will stop off at a diner where a chatty waitress will try to be friendly and identify the kids as looking like their grandfather, Egon, uh-uh. who lived in the town in the later years of his life. Callie is very uncomfortable talking about her father.
1: Oh, there we go. Yep. A direct relation. Direct relation. Part. And
0: tries to avoid the conversation entirely, saying that she never- she doesn't s- really look like him. Does she have to, though?
1: But the kids do. Yeah. So I figured they just got S- that from Second their father. Second generation okay. thing, you know? Yeah, it skips we don't the generation. Know, we don't know what the mother looked like. Yeah. could
0: look more like, more like Callie. She's,
1: she's blonde. Oh, you mean like, oh yeah, Egon's, Egon's wife. Yeah, yeah, I who got we gotcha. don't know. I got gotcha. you, yep, yep. Um, and who knows if she's still alive? Who knows? In my plot, clearly we don't not, even meet clearly her. Clearly not, because the house is run down. No one, no one is alive in this yeah. plot. Uh, certainly
0: Egon's not. We don't know what happens to the wife, and we presume the father is also passed away. Callie says that she never spent any time with her father, and she barely knew him.
1: Right. What an arsehole.
0: Yeah, kind of in my plot So Callie goes to a payphone to make a call while the children sit at the table and have some character building moments.
1: Phoebe asks Trevor why... They have some uh, coffee and cherry exactly,
0: pie. Exactly, exactly. So Phoebe asks Trevor why his mum never talks about her about their grandfather and Trevor tells her that their grandfather was crazy and believed in ghosts and spent his whole life investigating
1: Right. Them. Even though, as I said in my plot, we live in a world where they've established that ghosts are a real thing. I'll
0: get into twice. that. I'll get into that though. So while this is happening, Callie is calling up hotels and trying to book a place to stay and it's obvious that she can't afford it. She pleads with a staff member on the other line saying that the only place she has left to stay. only need it for one night. Is her grandfather's. We don't want those kind of
1: (laughs) business going on in our hotel.
0: Yes. The only house that she has left to stay is her grandfather's house and she doesn't want to subject her children to that house. Right. But she can't afford anywhere else because she's fallen on hard times. Yeah. Suddenly there's a tremor. It shocks the family but it's something that maybe just
1: turns into tremors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But everyone else in the diner is used to it. It's kind of like happens all the time for them. Yeah. Trevor sees a pretty girl in a nearby table, and she catches him checking her out. Mm. And this is played by Celeste. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to the house. They're going to be introduced to so this. What's her name house. in your plot? She didn't have one, so she can be Celeste in my Okay, one. Wow. So well, it's kind of celestial. If you had to guess. It could kind of Holly. Had to guess. Holly. Okay, great. So they're going to go into the house. There'll be a lot of Easter eggs here. There'll be photos. There'll really? be books. There might be some crystal vodka.
1: <laughs> that would be great.
0: <laughs> Phoebe hears her mother on the phone late at night, telling her friend that the only thing she has left is this creepy house. Right. But the mother's trying to protect her kids from what's going on. But the kids are kind of working it out. Yeah. Uh, they have their first day at their new school. Phoebe has a, a science class with a teacher Mr. Gruberman. But I guess it's Gruberson. Yes. Gruberson. <laughs> I need to write
1: Gruberman in your plot. I wrote Gruberman all through my plot. It's Zuckerman.
0: Uh, so while she's having this class, there's another tremor in which the kids know exactly what to do. They're like trained. They go all under the tables. They're right. so used to this, it's just normal. Uh, Mr. Gruberson then starts an open conversation with the kids about what <laughs> causes what causes from under his desk, <laughs> what causes the uh, the tremors, and there might be some smart aleck kid that will say it's tectonic plates. But Mr. Gruberson tells them that maybe there's some things that can't be explained. Mm. He tries to open their minds to other possibilities.
1: Yeah, the ethereal world, exactly.
0: Perhaps. So Trevor meets the girl he met at the diner, and they spark up a friendship and a little bit of a flirtation. She wants to show. Uh, him because he's new in town. and He's like, this place sucks, man. She wants to show Trevor around the town and shows him what kids like to do for fun. And before your mm. mind gets
1: dirty, uh-huh. <laughs> too t- late. She takes him to the mine shaft. Oh, is that what the, the- yeah, yeah, what the kids are calling it these days? Kids are calling it these days. Want to see my shaft?
0: Yeah. So they'll be. All- they'll also share this experience with a few other kids, like a little gang of people that we won't get to know too much, but they'll just be like your generic crew. Yeah. And there'll be some character building moments between Trevor and Holly, I guess is her name now. Yeah. On this mine shaft, they just jump onto the big swinging chair, which you said was an elevator shaft. I didn't even put two and two together. A
1: just, chair, hey? I was
0: just like, yeah, whatever. They just eleva- the An board.
1: elevator platform, not an elevator yeah, shaft.
0: An elevator, yeah. And they sort of speak a, you know, a few character building moments, but then there's another tremor. And then they all get out and suddenly the mine starts to glow green and energy shoots out. Mm. And how
1: do the kids react to this?
0: They're scared. Right. They're so scared that they run to the sheriff, Jim Hopper. Yes, who scolds them for being in their area where they're not allowed, and he doesn't believe them. Like, there's just like, oh, this was weird thing that, bl- bl-, and he's like, come on, kids, like that's dumb. But Bubba um,
1: Duck isn't real. Go Exactly, back
0: home. exactly. Now Trevor manages to pick up a a rock with ectoplasm slime on it, and he really? shows it to the sheriff as proof that there was something strange in the Look line. At his
1: slime. Something strange in the neighborhood. The sheriff
0: confiscates it and says it's probably mildew or something. Yeah. Probably from that collection of mould and spores. But when the kids leave, it is clear that he is not convinced. The sheriff isn't. So he goes to Gruberson, the science teacher, yep. and gives him the rock and asking him if he recognises it. And Gruberson is fascinated This is by a rock, it. Sheriff. He, t- he takes this oh, rock- Oh, the slime. He takes this rock, and we get to see that it- he has a school office, and there's, and he and another teacher have been tracking all these strange occurrences throughout town, thinking mm. they're paranormal activity. And the other teacher says he believes this is all fate. Right. They put the goo under the microscope, and he realises that it's actually reacting as if it was alive.
1: Mm. Gruberson says that they'll do and some- And they put it in a toaster and they
0: it- <laughs> dance. (laughs) So Gruberson says that he's going to do some tests and send it to a pen pal friend he has who's an expert in this particular science who'll be able to help them a little bit more. A pen
1: pal in 2021?
0: Yeah, so he emails somebody.
1: Okay. You know?
0: During a, a scene where they're at home, there's another tremor. These happen frequently yep. in, in which the floor gets chipped and Phoebe realises that there's a removable floorboard. Mm. Underneath, she finds a ghost trap. Her and Trevor don't know what it is, so she takes it into school to show Mr. Grubison, who thinks it's a replica. Cool replica. Exactly. He explains to them the history of the Ghostbusters. We, we heard this all in your plot. He shows from yep. the videos. But it's something that Phoebe was never told, and he, same with Trevor. And it seems that after Ghostbusters 2, which remember it was uh, everybody... Bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but like everybody was um, possessed because of their negativity. The government decided that they're going to try to keep it as secret as possible. Right. So everyone in this universe 30 years later, except for a few key people who were... I don't
1: think they're going to re-explore Ghostbusters 2 or any elements from that That's the
0: only time that they kind of gloss over it. Right, right, right. That's why nobody else kind of knows what's going on because it's been kind of uh, secret. Big cover up. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what
1: happened at the end of the first Ghostbusters movie between that movie and the second movie. There yep. was a big cover up. They said that basically the Ghostbusters faked everything.
0: Yeah. But it makes sense because um, the negativity of Manhattan yep. possessed people or whatever. They'll New Yorkers something. are assholes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No offense, New Yorkers. So Trevor and his group of friends, because they all were like, We really saw something, they decide to go back to the mineshaft and in doing so reawaken a surge of paranormal energy. Now during right. this, Celeste will fall into no, the mine Holly. Holly, Holly will be fall- like falling into the mine shift or she'll be grabbed by a force and get pulled in. Right. And they'll all run away. <laughs>
1: As brave heroes. As brave heroes. Well,
0: they're kids. Yeah. Uh, Gruberson is playing around with the ghost trap, and then he gets a visit from the person he was in correspondence with. He gets like a knock on the door, and we
1: meet a very frazzled- Wouldn't it be funny? Very
0: excited. W- what, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't it be f- funny that if he opened the ghost trap and it was the ghost of Egon? In
0: it? Oh yeah, I thought about that.
1: That would be funny. They're but not going to do that. His contact
0: is Ray Stance.
1: There we go. Yeah, so it's he pen enters pal Ray Stance. He
0: enters the movie and he's very excited and he's very like frazzled, and he says, "This goo is definitely paranormal activity." And while this is happening, while this interaction, this goo was filtered through diamonds. <laughs> They see the surge that the kids have activated,
1: right? During, right, right, during right. The like what? So it goes to just start shooting out of the mine shaft, like that scene in the first movie where they shoot out of the top of the building. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right.
1: So Ray. Gruberson
0: and the other teacher, I'm going to call Jack because that's credited in the trailer. Gruberson, Gruberson, you said Guberson. because <laughs> I'm because his name is Gruberman. Gruber, Gruberson, and Jack, who's the other teacher, the old guy, what we see in the trailer, uh, race to get the kids. And Ray explains that they're awakening a great evil. So mm. the news media picks up this, as well as because you know there's a child missing as well. Yeah. and they interview the people on site. Ray gets on TV and rants and raves about ghosts being alive and being here, and, and the media. Well, ghosts like,
1: aren't alive by definition, but still, well, you know, yep. ghosts, being ghosts are real.
0: That these like this is this is like ghosts, ghosted, causing these issues, and the media is so like, okay, anyway, character. Is this a okay, anyway, character, let's, of, let's,
1: is this the character of Ray or is this actually Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> A little bit of A A little bit of B So like yep
0: yep yep Okay we'll, we'll ignore this crazy man And then they leave But remember He's just been captured on camera So some mm. other people Might see this Yeah So Trevor Phoebe And the rest of the main classmates Get taken to a specialist Who want to talk to them Because they've just lost A friend of theirs It's pretty traumatic Yeah And the specialist Is somebody they call in From the big city And it is Dana, Sigourney Mm. Weaver. And initially they think that she's a
1: counsellor. She's gone from musician to specialist.
0: (laughs) They think she's a counsellor, but she turns out she's a little bit more on their side, Mm. understanding and believing them in their story. Yeah,
1: almost like she's lived through this twice before. Exactly,
0: exactly. Ray and Dana will reunite, and Ray will tell her some things are happening that are very odd. was (laughs) Oscar, Exactly. Uh, And that these tremors are getting closer, and it seems to be culminating into a big event. She tells him that he's living in the past and he's trying to kind of see what he wants to see. He wants to reunite the Ghostbusters because he's the heart of these movies. Yeah, The news report goes viral because, of course, this is the era that we live in with a few key characters, including Winston, who's become a famous fiction writer, Really? Oh, wow. And Janine Potts... is homeless.
1: <laughs> I just imagined he was homeless on the street. Well, he's a famous he's fiction writer because
0: no. I thought it'd be good because he just writes about his experience as a Ghostbuster and no one right. believes it, so he becomes like a famous writer. They're like, oh, what great fiction you're writing, Winston. <laughs> Janine Potts owns a company I think should just be really well his off. His book
1: is called That's One Big Twinkie. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> and they and we see scenes of them seeing the news article and they're like, wait, we know that guy. So Ray and Grubison go into the mineshaft. They're gonna try to save Holly and also find out what's happening. A big surge happens again, and this is where everything goes crazy. Mm. Ghosts come out of this mineshaft, including out of the ghost trap. It kind of triggers the ghost trap to go off, and the ghosts come out. Not a very good trap, if that's the case. (laughs) Well, essentially, Holly is being possessed by a great deity. Right, right, right. She's controlling all of this chaos. Did she come
1: out in, like, a sexy bubble outfit? Probably (laughs) inappropriate for a young girl.
0: No, So there was a great sort of evil presence in the mineshaft, and it's now possesses Holly, and now it's come to life and can now cause more chaos. So the movie turns into an action movie at this point. Trevor gets the Ghostbusters car. He fight like he finds it earlier on in the movie, and in my plot he's not a mechanic, so he just like... It just works. Puts the pedal to the metal. Kelly and Grubison will team up, and there'll be a little bit of a romantic situation there. Like yeah. it'll, it'll be subtly hinted at. Right, right. While they all each individually go after these forces. So the kids are doing their thing. Phoebe and Trevor are together. They're shooting ghosts with the proton packs. The proton packs. Uh, Kelly and Grubison are running off as well. And just when all seems lost and ghosts are overrunning the town, out walks Vern. Who? Bill Murray. Vern. Oh, what was his name in the movie? Peter Venkman. Ah, oh, that's right. Vern. Peter Venkman. The what famous Ghostbusters <laughs> Peter Venkman? So, Peter Venkman comes out and he is in the jumpsuit. We're going to save him till the end what of is,
1: the movie. What does your jumpsuit say, Vern?
0: <laughs> I had to borrow Vern's oh, jumpsuit. I drank a lot in the later years. <laughs> and just as Peter is geared up, out come all the other Ghostbusters. Ray, Winston, and yes... We're bringing out the lady cast of 2016. No. come, yes they are. No. Screw your misogyny, not you Karen, but
1: the audience they're going to have this shoved down their throat. If they appear in this movie, I'll give you, I will give you $100. They
0: are. They all come out and they're all together. It's a great end of Avengers uh right. Endgame scene. It's beautiful and they've all got their proton Ghostbusters
1: simple. And we got
0: one more, one more Ghostbuster that's going to come out. Louise Tully. Louis, Louis Tully, Louis sorry,
1: Lewis Tully's his sister. Well, I don't. Yes, think, he's coming uh, out of
0: retirement. I don't okay. care. I was
1: going to say I don't think Rick Moranis would come out of nah, retirement. Rick Moranis, for this movie. Yeah, he's coming out. For, if for he's this in this movie, I'll give you
0: fifty dollars. So they all come. They've all got their proton packs. It's a really good feel-good moment. They shoot it. Pew, pew 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 pew. Their proton packs, and they take down this ghost that's possessed Holly, and they drive the evil out of her. They put wow. it in, in this ghost trap. That's better now. I guess they make one. And they save the day. What are the kids doing at
1: this point? They're also helping. Okay. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) They're holding (laughs) the Ghostbusters coats while the Ghostbusters fight them.
0: I originally had an idea that there'll be a moment where... No, I'm going to say it. Screw it. Let's go for it. So, Callie will see a spiritual force... That we won't see properly. It'll be very like upward, and it'll be ha- um, upward. Okay. What was the movie called? With, with the pants onward. It'll be like onward. <laughs> okay. With the pants. <laughs> yeah. It'll be. It'll be Egon. and oh, it'll really? Be Callie and Egon having a tender moment. The mother daughter conflict will be resolved. His soul will be set free. His
1: spirit will go find peace, and so will Callie. How are they going to do this? No, you know. Is it just going to be like Rogue One CGI? It, it,
0: no, it'll be in the foreground where, like, you know, he'll be like a spiritual energy,
1: right? You know okay, I
0: mean? and we'll just kind of come to terms with the fact that Callie will find peace with her father, right? That's um, actually pretty good. But I don't the really whole, think the it's whole thing, happen. the whole thing that'll be explored is Egon cared more about his work than his family, right? And okay. Callie thought I didn't matter, and also Callie would have uh, I cared
1: so much about ghosts that when I became a ghost, <laughs> and that put perspective on my whole life. The
0: reason that Callie
1: didn't want to go back to the house is because she experienced ghosts as well and didn't have the really? same
0: understanding as her father as well. Okay. She wanted to run away from that life. Anyway, it will be explained in the movie. But this is our ending, and the Ghostbusters have all reunited. We get a nice scene where they're all together. Winston, Ray, <laughs> Rick Oh, They're all together. Sigourney Weaver, they get to reunite, and they all decide to have hot dogs at the diner, because that's how I want this movie to end, mm. with them just
1: is Oscar there too?
0: reuniting. Well, I'm going to say that Mr. Gruberson is Oscar.
1: Okay. Big now, I know the age, the age doesn't quite work, but I'm going to say and it what's anyway. what's the deal with his last name? Maybe he who, took his father's last name. Who was the father's last name? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think we actually know. Exactly. So that's a good Could point. have been Grubison. There you go. I, I like this call. I like this call. And that's my movie. There we go. Well done. There's actually a lot of points in that I really, really like. It seemed to get a little bit messy there towards <laughs> the end. but you know. Yeah, it's almost like I ran out of ideas. <laughs> you know they're going to throw everything at the wall i expect them to do something along those lines but yeah i really like that you say that mr gruberson is oscar uh, i can i'm like 50% confident that i think they'll actually do that it, oscar's got to be in the plot right like it's- he's got to be yeah, definitely. It's too much of an opportunity. Yeah, unless they completely ignore that second movie and just pretend he doesn't, which exist. is possible. Which but is possible. Yeah, I, I can't see them.
0: But Sigourney generally. Weaver's in this movie. Yeah, and, exactly. And Bill Murray's in this movie. So yeah,
1: so yeah, maybe Oscar's father. What was that? He was like a musician or something, wasn't he? He was like a cellist. Maybe his he was Gruberson. Maybe who knows? We'll find out I next year when the movie Sometime, comes out. Yeah. sometime in the future. Yes, yes. So, who do you think has the better plot, me or Matty D? You can let us know. Do or do you have a better plot?
0: Yeah. Do you think we're both wrong?
1: Do you we think we've missed something obvious in the trailer? Yeah. Have you nailed the plot already? Have you completely thought it all out in an extremely meticulous way? You can let us know at several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram or even Facebook. Yes, Understand you can. In one of those places, anyone that you feel comfortable with. Send us whatever you like. Whatever's your jam. Send us a photo of you photoshopped into the Ghostbusters lineup. Yeah, That'd do that. Nice. That'd be really cute. We'll post it on our... <laughs> we'll post it on our Facebook. We'll post it on our Facebook page and everyone can point and laugh at it. <laughs> It'd be so nice. In a nice way. They're laughing with you, not at you. Yeah, like yes. when I
0: wear the Ghostbusters jumpsuit. Yes. It's laughing with me.
1: Yes. So you can really tell, we've discussed it already, but you can really tell that Sony really is pushing this Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, to be a big franchise again because how they many need a
0: franchise? How many
1: big franchises have they got? Spider Man. They've got Spider Man. They've got uh uh Spider-Man but I guess that leads us perfectly into what we're talking about next week nice. because we're coming back to Sony's other big franchise Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Far From Home
0: we get to revisit this movie. we get the to movie. talk about and
1: I'm especially it. excited to talk about this because I think I predicted a lot of things correctly we saw this in the cinema together yes we did we'll talk all about that next week I'm actually very excited to revisit that movie will it hold up on a second viewing we'll find out And did we even enjoy the movie we'll talk all about that well, next week it'll so, all be explored yes so join us next week for that and then until then, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. da da da
0: da Hello? I've been waiting a long time.
1: Has been a while, hasn't it?
0: I hope you brought me more than one wonton. God, are you kidding me? What? I got one wonton. I got a tub of soup, and I got one split wonton. Look at that, just floating there. I'm sorry you're having a soup crisis right now. There's not even any meat in there. That's just a carrot. Abby, please. Yes. Abby! I got one wonton! What do I have to do? I'll take my top off for Benny if it gets me three more wontons. I swear to God. What is that? It's our hot and sour shrimp soup. That looks like dishwater and one one shrimp, and I think it's, I hope, that's a water chestnut. I'm just looking for a reasonable ratio of wontons to broth. This is absolute madness. SHUT YOUR FUCKING MOUTH! WANTON! SHUT IT!